Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your Bibles up, make your confession of faith with me. It's over here uh, on the bottom of the screen. Let's go. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we pray that you'd customize, tailor make this word for us, your people, that we would move in the things that you have ordained. Father, we thank you that this is our year of manifestation. Say manifestation. That means it's our year of results. It's our year of fruitfulness. It's to see what we've sown for and to possess what we've prayed for. We thank you that you're doing it even right now. Customize this word. Answer prayers. Give clarity. Give direction. Father, check us where we need to be checked. Father, open up revelation where we need revelation. Father, I pray no hindrance. I take authority over this atmosphere. I need you praying with me. No hindrance is going to stop this word from going forward. We ask that you move how you want to move. And Father, we pray even now over Friday night. Lord, blow our minds. Do something exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We pray that we see miracles and signs and wonders and we pray that tonight would set the stage for what we're going to see in Friday night in Atlanta. And we thank you that it is so. I need everybody in here to release a big praise there. Go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. I'm going to teach you a little different tonight. Normally we'd stand. I'm going to try a little different tonight. Go to Daniel chapter 6. We're going to look at two scriptures in Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. Daniel chapter 6 verse 28. I want to lay a foundation tonight from where we were on Sunday. On Sunday we were in the movie Coming to America. I bet you you don't look at that movie the same way no more. Who went home and watched it after that? Are you watching it? See, I knew you would. Uh-huh. And now you're looking at it all different. See, that's kingdom right there. You see, that's kingdom right there. Daniel 6 and 3. Then this Daniel, Daniel means God is my judge, which means Daniel's name actually applies to you. God is your judge. Look at your name and say, God is the judge. So, so watch this. When it says Daniel, it's not just, look at me, it is not just talking about Daniel. It's talking about you. Say, this is me. 
Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials. I need you to lift your hands and say, God's about to make a distinction. I need you to lift your hands and say, God's about to distinguish me from everything around me. I need you to make this thing clear. Say, everything about my life is going to be distinguished. Watch this. Watch the next verse. Say, above. I don't know who I'm talking to, but tonight's been your last night being at the bottom. Tonight is your last night being at the end. Tonight's your last night being the one that's always at the end, even in your company. Tonight is your last night not being at the top of the sales report. I need you to say, I'm going above. above. Then this Daniel became distinguished. Say, above. above. All the other high officials and satraps. Here's why. Because an excellent spirit was in him look look at me look at me maybe what you've asked for you have not qualified for because you have not prepared for it for God to promote he does require excellence touch your neighbor say you got to play what you got well but I think I'm talking to some folk tonight where you've had to take a bad hand And play that thing well. I think I'm talking to some folk tonight where you've had to take a hand that's not been favorable, a hand that's not looked good, but you still played it well. I'm talking to some people where your car was on its last leg, but you still treated it like it was the best. I'm talking to somebody, watch this, where you were dealing with some of your last, but you treated it like it was the best. Somebody say, I'm a person of excellence. The verse says, he became distinguished above everybody else. See, watch this. If people are trying to pull you down, it tells you where you are. I need you not even to be mad. It's a compliment. Then Miss Daniel became distinguished above. Say above. All the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. Say there's excellence in me. Say it again. Say there's excellence in me. Now, now watch this. Spirit means mindset. So, so watch this. Why was Daniel promoted? Because an excellent mindset was in him. Say, say I have an excellent mindset. I rebuke everything sloppy in how you think, everything sloppy in how you do. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Everything that's not excellent in you tonight, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are in your greatest days because you're in your greatest level of excellence. The way you talk is improving. The way you walk is improving. The way you handle business is improving. Your character is improving. I need you to throw your hands up and say, I'm a person of excellence. Mm. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king made plans. In other words, his name was brought up. Say your first and last name. Your name's being brought up in conversation. Your name's being brought up in meetings. Your name's being brought up with people that have the power and the ability to favor you. Your name's being brought up with people that have the ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Somebody said the king made plans. The king made plans to set him over the whole kingdom. Why? He was excellent. Listen to me say, when you're the best, you always rise to the top. I told you to stick with that one neighbor because that other one wasn't quite agreeing right. I need you to go back to who you're supposed to stick with. And I just need you to look at him and say, when you're the best, say you always rise to the top. Say, the reason nobody can hold you down is because excellence is in you. Say, that's the way you think? Tell them. Say, that's the way you think? 
Say, that's the way you walk. Say, that's the way you talk. Say, you're a person of excellence. I need the excellent people to release a praise right there. Watch this. That's why the relationship failed because they didn't know what to do with excellence. That's why some people have to leave your life as friends because they don't know how to deal with excellence. They don't know how to deal with loyalty. Stop trying to come down to meet them. You need to make some people come up to meet you. Watch this. Daniel 628. Say, I'm excellent. Daniel 6.28. So this Daniel prospered. Remember, Daniel could be anybody, because what does Daniel's name mean? God is my judge, which means that literally could be anybody whose God is their judge. So this Daniel what? Prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Look at me. These were both pagan kings, meaning they did not believe in Daniel's God. Yet they honored Daniel. Look at me. They didn't believe what he believed, but they honored his God. I'm going to say it again. They did not believe what he believed. They didn't go to church. They didn't serve. They didn't give. But they still prospered Daniel. Watch this. You need to realize sometimes God has you around unsaved folk, and the purpose you're there is so that you can be the example to them. And even though you had invited them 700 times and they still ain't stepped in the building, watch this. They still don't disrespect your God because they know that there's something different and unique about you. So then this Daniel, I need you to put your name right there. This is going to be a quick word, so I need you to get it fast. So then this, say your name. Prospered. So then this, say your name. Prospered. That word prosper, shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All Say it. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. Why, church? Because he was excellent. Watch me. Sometimes you think that your gift qualifies you for promotion and it does not. Sometimes you think your talent qualifies you promote for promotion, and it does not. Some of the most talented and gifted people are some of the most struggling folk. Why? Because they think that their creativity is an escape for their administrative ineptitude. What, what, what are you saying, Bishop? Is that the Bible makes it clear that Daniel prospered because he was a man of excellence. Please understand, if you ever see somebody that's doing well, rather than hate, you might want to take out a pen and study. Now, now watch this. Uh, on Sunday, we learned this. In Matthew 6, Jesus did not tell us to seek him, but to seek the kingdom. Now, that's deep because if you grew up in church, you heard things like, seek Jesus. That ain't Bible. Go after God, bro. That ain't Bible. Seek the Lord. That ain't Bible. The Bible says, Matthew 6, seek ye first the what? Kingdom of God. What did we learn on Sunday the kingdom is? It's God's M.O. That's his modus operandi. That's how God does what he does. What else did we learn the kingdom is on Sunday? It is, watch this, what God said we can have and who God said we could be. What else did we learn about kingdom? It's heaven's attributes manifesting in the earth. Seek ye first that and his righteousness. Now, Romans 4 makes it clear that God has given us his righteousness as a free gift, which means many people, watch this, we try to do things to be righteous. That's wrong. Instead, because he's already made us righteous, we can now live righteously. It is the difference, watch this, from living to become instead of, watch this, because I am, I can live. I'm going to back that thing up. All the ladies, make some noise. Watch this. You made noise as a lady. You didn't, watch this, the noise didn't make you a lady. 
You missed what I just said. So when we look at righteousness, oftentimes individuals, put the verse up, please. When we look at righteousness, oftentimes the issue that some folks have is that you are working to perform something in order to become righteous, not realizing and understanding you have already been made righteous. And because you have been made righteous, check this out. The Bible makes it clear that you can live righteously. So the reason you don't act the way you used to isn't because I'm trying to become righteous. Because he made me righteous, I don't act the way I used to act. See, the old you would have been cussed everybody out by now, but since he's made you righteous, that means I don't do that no more. I need you to just touch your neighbor and say, there's some stuff I don't do no more. Yeah, the old you would be watching this Facebook stalking and Instagram stalking and all of that. But the new you says, baby, that's beneath me. I don't have to live like that anymore. The old you would hold on to unforgiveness and bitterness. But the new you says, wait a minute, it ain't worth it. If God forgave me, then I need to forgive them. Somebody say, I don't do that anymore. And it's not that I don't do it to impress God because God is already impressed with me. I do it. It's not that I don't I do it to try to show God, look at how righteous I am. No, to the contrary, because he's made me righteous, I do it. All the fellas holler at me. Watch this. When you hollered, that didn't make you a fella. Because you are a fella, you hollered. I need you to catch that. Sometimes we are working to do things, which is why you keep failing. You keep failing because you're operating from the wrong place. You're operating to prove you are versus because you are, you can do it. Did you hear that? See, Michael Jordan don't have nothing to prove to you. He's already got championship rings. So when he plays, he's already playing as a champ. Y'all ain't talking to me. Tiger Woods has already won the Masters and all of that. So when he plays, he's already playing as a champ. I need you to know that when you go through daily life, because God's already made you righteous, I'm not doing these things to become righteous. I already am. Do you see the difference? See, when you understand who you are, it changes what you do. What most folk like to do is change what you do in order to alter who you are, not realizing when you have it backwards, it never works. Seek ye first the what? Kingdom and his righteousness, which means I can do it because he already made me. I'm already that. Which means the reason you ain't responding to them folks in your DMs, the reason that you ain't responding to that 1.30 in the morning text, y'all don't play with me. It's because you can say, wait a minute, I don't do that. That's not who I am. And when I know who I am, it automatically changes what I do. And I think there's a few of us, let's tell the truth, where we may not be, let's go, y'all, where we want to be. But we can thank God that we're not where we used to be. So, 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 we learned on Sunday that in Luke 17, 21, it says the kingdom is in us. You got to go back to that message coming to America on the podcast or YouTube, Facebook, all that, which means he put heaven in us so we can manifest heaven's attributes around us. Say heaven is in me. So watch this. If heaven is in you, that means God's often going to place you in the middle of hellacious situations. See, you can't be mad that you're light to darkness. Light don't need you. Darkness does. Sometimes you know how to operate in here really well. You just don't know what to do out there because you don't realize you're sent out of here fired up so you can go change the world out there. See, you can't be mad at stinky situations when you're air freshener. That's like Febreze getting mad that it's funky. Y'all not saying that. So I says, because heaven is in you, you will often be placed in situations that are contrary to you. And I need you not to be mad about it. I need you not to be angry about it. I need you not to be frustrated about it. I need you not to be upset about it. I need you not to do any of that. Why? Because God has placed heaven on the inside of you. And because heaven has been placed on the inside of you, God often will have to put you in things that are contrary to what it is that you are. And then you know what he's going to say? You better win. 
You know what he's going to say? You better change it. You know what he's going to say? You better make it happen. You know what he's going to say? You better not give up. And whenever you start saying, God, why me? Can I ask you a question? Why not you? Why wouldn't God play somebody that's already overcome what you've overcome and know that you could handle it? Why wouldn't God pick somebody like you that's a fighter? Why wouldn't God pick somebody you that's a warrior? Why wouldn't God pick somebody like you that's been through hell and come out looking at ice cream cone? So the next time somebody tells you to go to hell, you can say, listen, baby, I've already been there. And do they have any new rides? I've done that already. Watch me, watch me. Say excellence. Now, Romans 14, 17. I'm getting the excellence. Let me tell you how I get there. It says that heaven's basic attributes are righteousness. So wherever we are, it says heaven's basic attributes are righteousness. So wherever we find ourselves, these are three attributes we're supposed to manifest. This is what the kingdom looks like on earth. See, it's not over there. It's not over there. The kingdom's not a building. Got it? It's not a building. You can't point and say, there's the building. Yesterday, I was able to point and say, there's the capital. You know why you can point to a building? It's because the power is limited to that building. But when you're the kingdom, watch this, wherever we are, that's where the power is. Got it? Now, it says, but the kingdom is not a matter of eating and drinking. In other words, we're not just partying because we're saved. And that's what happens for a lot of Christians. Once they get saved, it's like, cool, I'm saved. And you stay stuck at God loves me. But you never let that love change how you live. Come on, Wednesday. A lot of times we stuck, we get stuck at a party that God loves you. He loves me. I'm, and listen, and that's good news. Can we just take two seconds to thank him that he loves us? Can we? No. I said, can we take two seconds to thank him that he loves us? Somebody shout, he loves me. With an unconditional love. But check this out. Good love and make you want to do right. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Oh, I says, so that love should make us alter how we live. So it says it's not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a party just because we're saved. After you're saved, you're saved for something, not just from something. See, a lot of Christians, here's how they think. I've been saved from hell. I've been saved from drugs. I've been saved from twerking. I've been saved from. <laughs> that wasn't no joke. Because some of y'all, you got your pre-Jesus IG and then your post-church <laughs> And you better not be ashamed about it. You can say, look, that was the day it all changed. I need you not to be ashamed of your failure, not to be ashamed of your past, not to be ashamed of your mistakes. Would you just lay your hands on yourself, say no shame, no shame. Don't you ever let anybody throw your failures, your mistakes, or your past in your face as if to use it against you. The Bible says, if any man in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. Somebody say, I refuse to be ashamed. He said, it's not just a party because you're saved, okay? You're saved not just from something. You're saved for something. You're not just saved from something. You're saved for something. You're not just saved from something. You're saved for something. He said, it's not just a party because you got saved. That's good, but that's the starting point. Salvation, listen to me Wednesday, is not the end. It's the beginning. And for many Christians, it becomes the end. Because then once you're saved, what you going to do? Well, what we're supposed to do is now manifest the kingdom around us. So watch this. We learn these three basic attributes of the kingdom. Righteousness. That means right standing with God. We learn that that also means good character. Now, now this is deep. Because a lot of Christians spiritualize bad character. Well, the reason I was sloppy is because I had it. No. No, no. You have no excuse for sloppy character. I need y'all to say amen. amen. I know it. 
You have no excuse, but I didn't do like I was supposed to because I was going through. No. Mm -mm. No, your character sucks. And let's tell the truth. We've all had sucky character days. If your neighbor ain't putting their hand up, they just lied, so they're having a sucky character day right now. <laughs> We've all had days. See, reputation is who people think you are. Character is what you do consistently when people are looking and when people are not looking. If you only do well when it's being checked, that means you have a character thing. You, you need to work on that. I, w I, wish, I wish we was honest in there tonight. If you only tell the truth when you know there's receipts. Let's tell the truth, y'all. Ain't no such thing as a little white lie. That's a whole doggone lie. Right? Say righteousness. And then peace. We learn peace is that he be word shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. And then joy. Joy means glad and great. Now, we learn that all of these things from Acts 14, 22, we learn that uh, the Bible says that through many tribulations, you will, and, uh, you will possess the kingdom. So that means while I'm going through tribulation, that means I have to maintain good character. I got to keep things right with God while I'm going through. See, God says you don't get credit because you did it when it was easy. You get credit when it was, watch this, convenient to be sloppy. Come here. When it was convenient to do them how they did you. When it was convenient. Y'all not talking to me. He says that's when it actually counts. All right. Okay. So while I'm going through many tribulations, the verse says, through many tribulations, say many tribulations. While I'm going through many tribulations, I got to maintain my character and I have to maintain my right standing with God, which means, God, I'm not going to leave you because I'm going through. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what the enemy will say. Well, you know, you sinned. So this is why I go to church. You had some nasty thoughts. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty type thoughts. Why go to church? Let's tell the truth, y'all. Things ain't really going the way you want to in life. Why go to church? And God says, I need you to manifest kingdom. What's those attributes? Those attributes are that while you're going through, you maintain good character. While we're going through, we maintain our right standing with God. While we're going through, we maintain our peace. Shut your mouth. In other words, God says, I need you to stop showing just how mad you are. Ah! I just laid hands on myself and fell out. I know it's hard sometimes. Sometimes. That's hard on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and again on Sunday. Every day of the week. Watch. God says, I need you to keep your peace even when they pushing you. Y'all, I got seven minutes. I need you to get with me, please. I need you to keep your peace even when you're under pressure. I need you to keep your peace even when you're being, watch this, provoked. Sometimes things will happen intentionally to provoke you. And God says, I need you to keep your peace. He says, it's only kingdom if you keep your peace when you're going through it. 
And, that deep, and then he said, and then you got to have joy. Joy is, a, joy is a choice. Say, I'm very happy to be here. Remember at the end of the movie, we talked about this in both experiences. I came, uh, the preacher was saying joy, and he was preaching. He was doing his good, his good Baptist preaching, and he was talking about joy. And uh, he said joy. Somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. And so he's doing all that, and then Hakeem stands up at the end. He says, I am very happy to be here. Somebody say, I'm very happy to be here. Here's what joy says. I don't care what's happening. I'm very happy to be here. If it's a great day. You don't know your line yet, evidently. That's okay, let me teach you. Okay, I'll be the director, you be the actor. Your line is, once I say something, I'm very happy to be here. Even if you're being pushed, even if you're dealing with some pressure, even if you're dealing with pain, even if they're messing with your finances, even if they're messing with your kids, whatever you find yourself in, your report has to be, I'm very happy to be here. I choose to be happy, and that choice to be happy is called joy. It's a choice, y'all. I say it's a choice. Now, I need you to say it like you mean to say it's a choice. Sometimes, watch this, we give circumstances and situations way too much power. Because you talk about, I just going through a lot, that's why my attitude stinks. So let's get this straight. That has that much power. A bill got that much power. Somebody on your job got that much power. Somebody, that, uh, somebody that's been messing with you got that much power. I need you to realize that, watch this, you sit no more power than you know. And I need us to stop giving up our power to stuff that, watch this, ain't paying for nothing. What? I need you to stop giving up your power to stuff that's not adding to you, that's not increasing you. Somebody say, I'm keeping my power. Now watch this. Now, now, now watch this. Stick with me. Stick with me. So, so that's kingdom. And we got we to gotta manifest that everywhere we are. Now check this out. So I need to get these few lines. The kingdom expands. I want to give you four, four points. I'm going to go into this. The kingdom expands through the church. The kingdom expands through the church. So we come in here as the church. Where we are, we're the church. When we, when we walk out of here, not only are we the church, but we're representing and we got to manifest the kingdom. See, the church is, let me teach you for a moment, this word ecclesia, which means called out people. So it's not a building, it's a people. It's not a monument, it's a movement. Okay. Watch this. And for Jesus giving his life for us, he expects us to give our lives to build the only thing he ever committed to building, which is the church. And as the church expands, so does the kingdom. Watch it. When the church expands, that's why we're doing Operation 300 and all these other things and all these cities and all that. Why? Because as the church expands, the kingdom is expanding. Got it? As the church expands, the kingdom expands. Did you catch that? As the church expands, the? Say it. As the church expands, this is the only thing Jesus Christ ever committed to building. The only thing he ever said he's building is the church, which explains why God never gets involved in some folks' business. Because you're not building his thing, so why are you asking him to build your thing? If you will handle his business, I think I got some witnesses, God will handle your business. So, so here's the second point. Here's the second point. Say the church must expand. We expand the church by being fishers of men. What's that mean? Inviting peoples to church. Now, I said peoples. Somebody said that's everybody. First Timothy 2.4 makes it clear. Jesus wants everybody saved. But look at me Wednesday. All we do is invite. We catch them. He cleans them. I need you to stop being the moral police. I need your badge. 
You don't have one. You've been out there policing other people's lives without no badge. Well, she need to do this. Well, she, baby, what do you need to do? Well, he need to do this, and he need to do this, and they need to do this, and they need to do this. You have placed yourself often in the position of a moral police officer because, watch this, what many Christians do is they find spiritual superiority in looking down on other people. So I go to church now. I don't do that no more. And y'all need to stop it too. Baby, you only two weeks out of it. Just stop being so judgmental. The same God that got you is going to be the same God that gets them. I, I need you to look at your neighbor and say, God's going to clean them. We just got to go fishing. No, please go back to that good neighbor. Say, God's going to clean them. Say, we just got to fish for them. You're not a great Christian because you know how to find other people's faults. You're not a great Christian because you can share YouTube videos of men of God who are going through something. <laughs> You're not a great Christian because you can share videos that you saw on Instagram. Because you didn't understand why certain things was happening. Stay right there. Okay, what makes us great is because we fish. Now, how do you get this expansion? Say I'm an emissary. Emissaries create expansion. I only got four points. This third one. Second Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we as are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is another word for an emissary. An emissary is an ambassador sent on a special mission. Say, I'm here on assignment. When you run from that assignment, you better hear me. Your life, watch this, will never be what it's supposed to be. I know it. Listen, a lot of people say, I've just been running from God. Ain't you tired? <laughs> Like, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. Uh, listen, look, you are not an usher. They don't like it your way. I've just been running from, running from God. I've been running from God. Can I just be honest with you? Listen, I learned that the hard way. Please learn from me. That when you try to run from God, watch this, depending on what he sent you to do, you, you might think you didn't ran far. Job on a map, Job went all the way from where he was, all the way on the map. If you look, he went to the furthest extent to the other side of the entire country to run away from God. And God still got him. Can I tell you, I don't care where you run. Can I tell you, I don't care how hard you try to run. Watch this. You will never be able to outrun God. And I think there's a few of us in here that are grateful that watch this. Even when we tried, didn't he come? Let me teach you to move. In the south, whenever watch, watch this. In the south, whenever you're doing a little too much, sometimes they gotta snatch you up. Aren't you glad that God snatched you up out of whatever He had to get you out of, out of whatever He had to find you in? Some watch this. Some folk were running and still came to church, but still running. Therefore, we are ambassadors, emissaries on a special mission. God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So check this out, guys. So here's what our whole deal is, is what we're supposed to do is uh, you're already in one of the seven earthly kingdoms or spheres of society. Here's what they are. Arts and entertainment. Anybody in that realm? Wave at me. All right. Business. Wave at me. If you work for somebody, you're in business. You're like, I don't know. I don't know. They ain't, you ain't there because they just like looking at you. My boss brings me nice things all the time because you get work done. 
That's why it's, they res it's, it's your results they like. No a lot of cute faces. They want results. Arts and entertainment, business, education. Anybody in education? Teachers? Awesome. We celebrate you. Okay. Right, watch, 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 watch. Family. Who's got a family? And even if you don't have a family, you have a family. Let's go here. Jesus redefined family in the scripture. Family is not who has your last name. When Jesus' mother and brothers came up to him while Jesus was preaching, uh, they said, Jesus, your mother and brothers are outside. Now, question, why weren't they in the meeting while Jesus was preaching? It's because there was a family rift that the Bible don't tell you nothing about. It just wants you to know that it, even Jesus didn't have a perfect family. I need you to stop thinking something was wrong with you because your family wasn't perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect, picturesque family. The only place that exists is on TV commercials. All right? So stop thinking, well, you know, we got a blended family. I don't think there's too many folk these days where it ain't some blending going on. I'm just saying everything is, is, is blended. Everything's a smoothie these days. You got a little bit of everything in there. Just say it. All right? So Jesus looks and he says, who is my mother and my brother? Now imagine, imagine Jesus' mother and brother's like, did he just, did he just say that? Did he just say that in front of all these people? And watch this. Jesus then points at his 12 and he says, this is my mother and brothers. <gasps> what did he say? This is my family. What are mother and brother? Immediate family. He says, this is my family. He says, whoever does the will of my father, this is my family. What did Jesus do? He redefined family and relatives. There is a difference. I'm going to say there's a difference. See, watch this. Relatives mean you share a common ancestry and bloodline. Family means you're headed in the same direction. This means some of your greatest family, watch this, won't look like you. Some of your greatest family won't have your last name, but y'all are headed in the same direction. Can you just thank God that, watch this, we all got a family. All right. All right, watch this. Government. Anybody in government? All right, okay, great. All right, all right, all right, all right. Man, they need help. And someone said, right, Bishop, are you going to pray? I said, it ain't going to work. <laughs> so the only way you fix this is, an, you know, let me. Yeah, you, yeah I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it alone. Ooh, but if y'all push me, you didn't push. All right, let's move on. Y'all were like, nah, Bishop. <laughs> Nah, Bishop. Watch me. <laughs> you ready? All right. The government, then media. Anybody in media? All right. All right. And, and church. Now watch. You're in one of the seven spheres or kingdoms of the world already. So now you're supposed to be there to manifest his kingdom in that kingdom so that kingdom becomes his kingdom. Revelation 11 and 15, I'll throw it in there. It says, and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. Well, how does that happen? Because we're there. So say I'm an emissary in one of those seven areas. Talk to me to expand the church, to expand the kingdom. Say, and there's a way that should be done. Say with excellence. Fourth point, we're out of here. Fourth point. Emissaries do things with excellence. You can put that scripture up so they can see it for me real quick. He says, and the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. So you're there. See, stop cursing your assignment. <laughs> you are there to change it. And until you do, he's not releasing you. He's not promoting you. He's not letting you change departments. 
all them people that still wasn't saved still ain't saved. And you've been there for 10 years. You ain't even tried. Jesus said, they're crazy. I don't want them coming to church. That's my escape. This isn't about you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, it's bigger than you. Here it is. Excellence. Y'all ready? Let's go excellence. Y'all ready? Here's excellence. One, excellence is a spirit. That means mindset. It's how you think. When you think excellently, you will always agitate average sloppy people. You got to pick whether you want to make friends or have progress. Got to pick. Got to pick one. Okay? Because watch this. When you're about excellence, people will always say it don't take all that. You wouldn't think it takes all that. You would think it's too much. Okay? But, but watch this. There's a difference between Golden Corral and Ruth's Chris. Now, let me be clear. Ain't nothing wrong with Golden Corral. They just don't do anything with excellence. They do everything all right. It's good. You know, every now and then, can I tell y'all a secret? Oh, no, y'all. <laughs> can I tell y'all a secret? So every now and then, every now and then, I'm having, I, I had this craving pop up. And, and I'll be, normally I'll be driving around a rapper hole in Parker. <laughs> For my digital people, you don't know where that's at. It's up the street. And I'll be driving, and I'll see that red sign and the gold sign. And I say, you know what? I got a craving. And then I'll pull off the road. <laughs> roll, you know I, I, I want you. And I will get a roll or five. And, 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 um, <laughs> and I have some pizza and some bourbon chicken and some fajitas. And <laughs> and some waffles and some biscuits. As so I called some of our leaders one time, I said, y'all come up here with me. I said, because I'm off in here and, and I just, I'm off in here and so y'all come up here with me. And so they saw the plates, they said, somebody else here? I said, no, those are mine. <laughs> I said, I want chicken and enchiladas and rolls and waffles and pizza. Here's the deal, here's the deal. And I'll eat a little bit and don't judge me here because I feel like this section is really judgmental today. <laughs> the whole front row talking about, keep driving, Bishop, if you got the craving, keep driving. First of all, <laughs> look, and so, and so look, I eat a little bit of everything. I eat a little bit of everything, and I'll nibble off a little this and the other, and then I'll say, okay, I'm done. It's okay. It's too much to do well. Sometimes the reason you're not excellent is because what you're trying to do, you have not learned how to streamline it and simplify it so that it can be done well. You're not overwhelmed. You are disorganized. Okay. I, 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 I. Ruth's Chris, on the other hand, now go to Garage, I got steak, don't they? I don't know. I never go into that time. That steak? Okay. Don't y'all look like, some of y'all act like you're too bougie for Golden Corral now. Don't act like that wasn't your go-to meal a few years ago. Don't come and sit up in the, and for some of y'all, it wasn't Golden Corral, it was Shoney's. Huh? 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 
first. Come on, huh? 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 Some of y'all getting all sophisticated now. Oh, I don't go to buffets. <laughs> oh, you can't trust that. No, I like a plated meal. Alright, watch. Ruth's Chris, now look, steak is good. All the butter she put on her steak. I need to stop saying names because I'm making these people money. And they ain't tithers. Um, a certain steakhouse. <laughs> they put butter on it and then the cream spinach. It's super creamy. The bread is extra bready. I mean, the, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. The sweet potato souffle is, you know, it just, you know, I mean, you won't start speaking in tongues and stuff when you eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, look, they do a few things, and they do those few things exceptionally well. So they're going to charge you $50 for a few things, while other said buffet restaurant will charge you $10 for a whole lot of things. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? To be a person of excellence means that you will have to be a person of focus. Are you getting there? Say focus. Now, now watch this. Walk with me. We're done. Say beyond average. See, excellence requires a consistent decision to go beyond. See, excellence gave Daniel promotion and prosperity. Some of the average people hated him. They came against him. But Daniel would have rather been hated for being the best rather than be accepted for being average. Being average will get you accepted. Being excellent, you will have haters. It is what it is. But you have, to, you have to level with yourself that that's the way it's going to be. When you're a person of excellence, your circle will be very tight because you want to keep it right. I need you to not be mad that your circle can be counted with a half a hand. I need you to know that's a blessing. Throw your hands up and say, that's a blessing. I need you not to be mad that there's some folk that have fell off because they won't come up. He is what it is. You got it? All right, now here's, here's the second thing. Two more things. You ready? I'm going to shout you on this last one. Excellence systematizes. Say he's the God of excellence. See, watch this. Excellent people create excellent systems. And systems are your written or practiced way of doing things. Okay? So even if you don't have it as an official system, it may still be a system. For some people, your system of your budget is on the, on the back of your paycheck envelope. Here's your budget, okay. Ties, mortgage, car note. See, some of y'all think about bills now. Visa, MasterCard, hotel, motel, <laughs> holiday. <laughs> look, look, watch me, watch me, watch me. It's your written or practice way of doing things. Here's, here's a system. It's your follow-through and your follow-up. Either your systems are excellent or they're not. Listen to me, Christian people. I'm sorry is sorry after once. I, I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry is sorry after once. 
let me, tra- let me give you the definitions of the words. The first one is an attempt to apologize. I'm sorry. Got it. So what are we doing to fix the system? Now, the next time you got to say sorry, you ain't sorry. You're sorry. That's a noun. Person, place, thing, or idea. Why? Because you didn't try to fix the system that created the problem. So instead, what you wanted to do was apologize and let your apology be a way to be a scapegoat for you not lacking in excellence. Y'all don't like this kind of teaching, but I promise you if you'll put it in your life, you'll be blessed. I promise you if you'll put it in your life, you'll be the head and not the tail. Matter of fact, would you throw your hands up and say, I'm a person of excellence? I don't like the way you said it. Would you say it like you believe it? Say, I'm a person of excellence. Now, you got to believe this. I know in Christian, we don't like talking about this in church. We just want, we like forgiveness and mercy. Okay, but let me, let me try it like this. If the government owed you a refund, <laughs> Listen, I, they don't know what to do with that money they need to send in. Look, watch this. If they, if they owe you a refund and, 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 and lady calls you, ah, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, we know we owed you $7,492.12, but child, we were busy. I'm going through a lot right now. I, I, it's just rough for me right now. I'm a single mom. I've got a lot going on. I'm a single dad. i got a lot going on. i I got a lot going on. But we're we going to get it for you, baby. We're going to get it. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Wait a minute. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need what I'm owed. And sorry is not acceptable. A solution is. When you're a person of excellence, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means rather than always coming up with sorry, here's a solution to fix the problem. I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself. Come on, let's get ready to close, y'all. Somebody say, I'm a problem solver. Being excellent doesn't mean you're going to get everything right. We're all going to make mistakes. We are human beings. We are not robots. But what makes us people of excellence is when we mess up, we're only sorry for it once. But after that, we create a system. After that, we make it work. After that, we get better. After that, we improve. If you've been married to somebody for 25 years and they still sorry for the same thing. At some point, you'd say to yourself, okay, well, maybe you're not. Maybe you just want to do like that. And Heavy DNM said, do me right. Do me right. You know that? It's a good song. It's a good song. (laughs) 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 Now watch. Watch. Say systems. What are your systems? You know Thursday morning's coming. What are you going to do tonight? I know this is real practical teaching, y'all. I know. I know. I'm going to shout you and have your hands up. My house is next in a minute. I know this is practical, but, but what are you going to do tonight for Thursday? Are you going to get your clothes ready? Now you're like, Bishop sitting in here telling us you got to go. No, what I'm saying is just look at your systems. Because maybe you don't have to be stressed every morning. Maybe every morning doesn't have, oh, my God, oh, Jesus, Jesus, hurry up, let's go. Okay, but hurry up! You can't see, it's these kids, that's why I'm late. They were up on time. I wish I had somebody that would tell the truth right through there. What's your system? Say systems. 
is the final point about excellence. Excellence is great stewardship. Stewardship is management. When you're a person of excellence, you manage what you have and what you do, especially in church, like it's the best. Why? Because God says, how does somebody else or something else get better than me? That's what God says. That's what God says. God says, how are you better for them than you are for me? And the only reason you can be good for them is because of me. This is God speaking, not me. Okay? Now, look at this. Romans 2.18. And I'm getting ready to close. Back that thing up. And I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Romans 2.18. <laughs> and know his will. I got to say something for Friday. And know his will. And approve what is excellent. Look at me. God says, if you approve what's not excellent, you have literally deliberately disobeyed him. God says, approve what was excellent. Why do we accept less than excellent from us? And why do we accept less than excellent from other people? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Great stewards say people of excellence, like me. We don't tolerate nouns in our life or in anything we do. People, places, things, and ideas that are not excellent. Now, I just, I want to end like this. Say I'm a person of excellence. When we talk about the kingdom, y'all remember in the movie Coming to America how when they showed up, the way they did things was so different than everybody in, in New York and Queens at that time. And, of course, it's a movie, but I want you to see the imagery. It, everything they did was different. They dressed different. Remember they came through the airport. They had all, them, all that luggage and all that. They had their jacket on and all of that and all that. When people looked at them, they said something's different about them. They are not from here. They're from a kingdom. You got it? When people look at what we do and how we do it, they ought to be able to look at us and say, they're different. They're not perfect. But what they do is so different that they must, they must not be regular. They must be people of excellence. They must be from a different place. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and say, I like the way you do things because you did it with excellence. Excellent people get tipped. Let's, let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. And, and even if you're in food service, you can testify to this. If, if, there's, if, if somebody's excellent, look, hold on. Now, I ain't giving you 20. Wait a minute. You start adding. You know, you start feeling real generous because they're excellent. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're like, how much tip you giving me? A lot. That's how we're closing. <laughs> when you're a person of excellence, God says, I can trust you with a lot. When you're a person of excellence, God says, I can trust you with 
Allah. When you're a person of excellence, God says things, watch this, that used to be limited and taken. God says, I can trust you with them. When you're a person of excellence, God says, I can give you more. So we close with Daniel. This Daniel got promoted. And God allowed him to be put over a lot. When you're excellent, you're going to get more than other people. And you need to stop being mad that you get more in your hands. You're so good that you can be trusted with more. The excellent people get more given to them. Parable of the talents, five, three, one, He's, or five, two, one. He says, listen, I'm going to give you five. And he says, listen, and you did such a good job, I'm going to give you more. In fact, I'm going to take from him to give to you. Let's go ahead and close. Throw your hands up. Say, because I'm a person of excellence, my house is next. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 
When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 